Hey, Remarkable Moms. Uh, Dakari and I are here in the studio today, and we are here with Emily Jabour. <laughs> hey, Emily. Hi. So happy to have you in our studio. I'm super excited to interview you today. So Emily is here with us in the studio because she is a remarkable mama in so many ways. She's raising her 7 and 10-year-old here in Hoboken. And at the same time, in addition to motherhood, which we all know is challenging at times, she's working overtime, volunteering her time, living in our great city of Hoboken, and working as a city councilwoman at large, Mm -hmm. which means she's, you know, looking over our entire city, Mm -hmm. not just a ward. She, I got to tell you, she is on Hoboken Dog Lovers, Hoboken Mommy's social feeds, and I see these issues that pop up a lot with, you know, some of our residents when they post, and Emily is on it. She just acts with immediacy with every issue. It could be, hey, a pothole needs to get fixed, or, oh, there's a hornet's nest in my tree out front, and holy crap, like, Emily, just like, oh, the next, she's like, literally, instantly, I, I already put in the call, and they'll be there tomorrow. It just, it's its like amazing to me that she can get what she gets done so, so super fast. So as if volunteering for her community isn't enough, um, Emily's also act, very active in advocating for Gun Sense in America through the mm-hmm. Moms Demand Action Program, which mm-hmm. she's um, a real big part of. I, I see her often at our festivals <laughs> um, in Hoboken promoting that. And it's just such a great, worthy cause, um, especially in light of some of the recent incidents we've had Mm -hmm. here in Hoboken. Mm -hmm. So really um, happy that she's putting that um, initiative forward. And um, she's also a full-time working mama, in addition to doing all these things. I mean, we don't know how she does it. We don't. Do not know how she does it. So we're hoping Emily can give us some tips today. Um, So congrats on being selected as a remarkable mommy of Hoboken. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so delighted. Um, So Emily wanted to, you know, first know, pretty easy question because there's, well, it's a little difficult because there's so many great ones, but What's your favorite restaurant in Hoboken? Well, one of the best things about Hoboken is the selection of so many amazing places to go. So I I almost hesitate to pick any one or two because it's not at the exclusion of all the other amazing spots. But I will say our family um, always loves to go to Johnny Pepperoni's. That's our oh, like go-to yeah. family meal. My kids love their pasta. My um, son worked there during the summer. <laughs> and he works there. Yes. He was hosting. And yes, <laughs> absolutely. We would see him there. Um, and then if my husband and I are just going at the two of us, we Usually, um, we're big fans of Dino and Harry's, oh, a nice night out there, or like an Augustino's night. Yeah. You know, those are probably our favorites. Those are good ones. <laughs> we got all the uptown mamas, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. All our favorite um, uptown haunches. Like, we're like, whoa, what are your favorite restaurants? They're like, oh, Augustino's, definitely. Well, Always. They're, they're Hoboken staples. Too, That's right? just it. Yeah. Yes. Johnny Peps has 100%. been there. Not, not, I mean, not always but mm-hmm. it's a really great really great piece I love it when yes. Dino and Harry's has the piano player that comes in yes. yeah. it's always. so nice because yeah. you don't have that in a lot of places mm-hmm. in Hoboken anymore mm-hmm. yeah. so it's really nice and it's like the total ambiance of the place that's right, right. Yeah. it's that's like right. an old school steakhouse serving up like delicious steaks and awesome Absolutely. appetizers yes. and even they have really yummy desserts too yes if oh, you can ever always find I have a room for it yeah <laughs> 
So tell us, Emily, I know that you also have a full-time job. Tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about what you do. Sure. So I work full-time for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Uh, I'm in the administration for children and families. I went to social work school for graduate school, but I knew I wanted to go into social policy. Um, And so I was accepted to a program called the Presidential Management Fellows um, and started working for uh, ACF right away. Um, So 16 years later, I'm still working in that agency. I work in a research office, basically doing advocacy through data on behalf of our human services programs. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Advocacy through data. Love it. So you are really giving of your time, you know, both locally and nationally. What in your life has made you who you are today? In thinking about kind of how did I end up, you know, both I think my full-time career is also very much dedicated to public service um, as a federal employee. Um, But then all my work um, for the council locally, I think is all informed by the same sense of just wanting to do more in my community and always wanting to give back. I'm a big believer in, you know, to each who's been given, given a lot of things and privileges in life, you know, you should always be paying that forward um, and putting it back into your community. Um, I grew up in a suburb of Massachusetts, um, just outside of Boston. And I remember when I was a kid, um, I participated, we were a host family for um, a, you know, a student of in my class who um, was from like more inner city Boston. And she would take the bus to come out to the suburbs because there's a program in the Boston area called Metco. And it would sort of try and um, give you know kids the opportunity who lived in more inner city areas with districts that maybe were underperforming to go to some of the higher performing districts. And I just remember that sense of like, wow, this, this girl who's my age has to go through so much more to have this opportunity mm. to be in the same classroom with me and, you know, would wake up early to take the bus from where she lived. Um, and she would stay with us on like Wednesday was always a half day and would just hang out with my family. And we, um, you know, just did activities together. And I feel like that created so early on for me just this sense of like, wow, I really um, have benefited from so many things in my community. And how can I always make sure that I'm aware of that and grateful for that and paying that forward in some way? Oh, that's wonderful. And then I got involved in the Girl Scouts. I'm a big believer in the Girl Scouts and have always had kind of a service-oriented model. Um, I had great leaders as a kid who just sort of created that path for me. And um, now I'm so excited to watch my girls participate in Girl Scouts and see them kind of learn those same lessons about service learning. And um, it's really important to teach that to kids when they're little. I'm, I'm sure there's lots of Girl Scout cookies in your house at yes. a certain time of the always. year. There's always Girl Scout cookies in my house. What's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? <laughs> I'm a big frozen Thin Mint fan, mm, but it has to be out of, straight out of the freezer because those are the best. Oh my gosh, they are. I, I agree with you on that for That's sure. That's so amazing. And I mean, I remember growing up and being a Girl Scout as, as well. And mm-hmm. it really, I think when you've gone through like that program, it's just so amazing to me mm-hmm. like when you know women come together that was like my first sort of you know introduction into when girls and women come together you really it can be really impactful and girl Absolutely. scouts you know in addition to the cookie i mean the cookies is like everyone mm-hmm. knows the cookies and i love the cookies too oh the cookies um, but wait what's your favorite cookie well i got to say I I like those dulce de leches. Oh yeah, We've those are good. About this before, They're right? yummy. Yeah, and I, but I but it's a hard choice between that and the oh. Samoa. Right, um, the Samoa. Yes. So it's those like I love too. the Samoa. I actually love the Savannah Smiles that they oh, discontinued. Oh yeah, like I remember those. I was heartbroken at that because those were. 
like my favorite. But growing up, I love like Samoas, Thin Mints, and um, actually Dosey Dose used to. Oh yeah, the peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Those are good. Yeah, they are good. It's yeah. There's so many of them. Are just so good. I mean, my um, my niece McKenna is in Girl Scouts now. She lives out by uh, the Bucks County area, and I always tell her, Aunt Bonnie will. Whatever it is your goal is yeah. on your Girl Scout cookies. I'll get you there. <laughs> I am going to be the one to get you there. Yeah, this year, I, know, right? I bought 100 boxes. Oh I'm like, wait gosh. a second, McKenna. Did you really try? <laughs> and she's like, like no. Aunt Bonnie, I did. I did. Gosh, I love that. That's hysterical. Mm. That's so awesome. I don't know. But no, Girl, girl Scouts is a wonderful. And I remember when my girls were even going through it, too, just mm-hmm. like some of the programs um, like one thing that they did, like we went into the city and um, not the mayor, but like from the office of like, from the mayor's office, like some representatives came to like speak oh, to all great. of these girls. And it was just so interesting. I mean, we were coming from Jersey. Some of the girls were coming from Connecticut, but it really, and I think the thing that really solidified it for me was like, I mean, I never went, I don't even know if they had Girl Scout camp. I'm like dating myself, but um, when my girls went to Girl Scout camp Mm -hmm. and they got to meet so many Mm -hmm. different girls from so many different places and it was such a special experience for them. Yeah, Um, and a special bond that they share together because they're mm -hmm. learning the same, a lot of the same things, right? The songs and the whatever. They all all have that. Yeah, it's awesome. I love Girl Scouts. So thanks for sharing that. Sure. So as a city council person at large in our mm-hmm. town, um, what do you believe is a number one issue our residents face today in town? And do you believe mm-hmm. that it can be fixed? I would say the number one issue that I think I've also dedicated my time to that I think is very important for people is your sense of quality of life. Um, you know, and that's where the, you know, all politics is local. It's really local when you are responsible for things, you know, to your point earlier about potholes and hornet's nests and things that... <laughs> How about lantern flies? And lantern flies. Oh, oh my gosh. I know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Lord. Dead carcasses everywhere right now. They're not dead. Some of them are... It's like well, some of them are alive, on. of course. The hangers yes. on are out yes. there. But That's it's right. great. Like all the kids, I love. Oh, it's the, the stomping kids. game. They love to chase yeah. them. They love it. And yeah. then I get to crush this. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Do it. <laughs> it's the game. The game on the yes. way to school. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> One thing that they're actually able to like stomp on. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, those are the things that you're thinking about every day, right? You yeah. walk out your front door, you want to just, you know, go about your day. And, you know, when you come across something that's frustrating to you, whether that's the pothole because, you know, it's just always there or if it's the fact that it's a busy intersection and it feels like it needs a stop sign. Like, those are the things that I think really they're like, it's small things, but they nudge at you. And when mm. they nudge at you and they nudge at you and nudge at you, it changes your feeling in the community. So for me, I always want to just try and make the best experience possible for people living in Hoboken because we all love Hoboken. It's a special place. We all want to take care of it. And if I have the ability to connect people to ways to make those improvements and make better change, I want to be part of that. So I'm always happy, whether it's a tag on social media or if it's an idea about, you know, a new program. Like, I think that's wonderful because it's always about channeling people's energies to build community and do good things in Hoboken that I will always be there for. Awesome. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's that's so great. Bonnie talked a little bit about the, you know, some of like the smaller issues that compromise like what becomes the larger issue. um, And, you know, some of the things that you're doing to to resolve those things, like Mm -hmm. you were saying at at large. But I guess we want to talk a little bit about 
like raising children in Hoboken mm-hmm. because that's also a very big piece of that you know quality of life not just Absolutely. for us but for our families as well mm-hmm. um so we'd love to hear we'd love you to share you know what made you decide to move here mm-hmm. raise your children here continue to raise your children here mm-hmm. and then uh one thing that you love most about mm-hmm. Hoboken it's hard to pick one I know you can pick it's two if you want yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can share all the things you love about yeah. it then we might be here all day <laughs> Um, well, I'll say, so how I got here, um, my husband is originally from the Morris County area. So oh. he is New Jersey born and raised. Uh, and he decided to go to Boston College, uh, which happened to be where I went to college because it was only 10 minutes up the road from where I grew up. And for me, it was a local school. Um, so we met at Boston College. And I remember um, at some point when we were dating in college and I joked, I would never live in New Jersey. I'm from Massachusetts, you know. <laughs> and then lo and behold, fast forward. <laughs> I ended Here up you are in the garden agreeing state. to move here. <laughs> yes. He at the time was living in New York City. I was living in Washington, D.C. And we thought, you know, oh, if we're going to have enough space that we can afford, we should go over to Hoboken. And that will be kind of a good compromise. Um, and, you know, I think everybody, when you're kind of young, like you don't really know for sure kind of where life is going to take you. But I remember thinking like, wow, Hoboken's a great community. I just really love how small it is. And you just feel like, you know, your barista knows you every morning. Oh, yeah. You know, your male person. It could be Melanie. She's a barista. My daughter Melanie's a barista. I raised a baby barista. Going to Mojo. Mojo on eight. There you go. Oh, their space is beautiful. They did such a nice job. She's she loves the vibe and puts her in her happy place. Yes. Serving up coffee in the morning. Well, I'm gonna have to go check her out. (laughs) Especially with a fun funny latte. Nice. Well, coffee is very important in my life, so I will be surely there at some point. (laughs) When did you first? Moved to Hoboken. Uh, about 13 years ago now. Oh, so okay. uh, in 2008, because um, oh, I know I got married in 2009. I'm about the same mm-hmm. amount of time, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's I awesome. came up from DC. My husband was in New York City. So we ended up kind of settling here. Um, and yeah, we, you know, we had kids and you kind of think space wise, like, oh, how are you to make it work with yeah. kids? Yeah. And then I just loved so much of the lifestyle of it that the, you know, fact that it didn't provide, you know, we don't have a, like, you know, a big house with a big yard mm. and all of those things. But for me, what I love about having my kids raised here is that you walk out the door and you go to the playground and it is an instant play date. I don't yeah. have to worry about my kids finding someone they know. We know people everywhere right. we go. And, yeah. you know, if they're out and about, they're always running into their friends. We're running into my friends. You know, it's just such a small town environment yes. in a city of 60,000 people. So it's kind of this incredible balance of having such diversity of like cultures and ethnic backgrounds and all of those amazing things that Hoboken's history brings. Um, but then you combine this with the sense of, you know, little community especially if you're raising kids and they, you know, have friends from school or they have friends from Girl Scouts or athletics, whatever it might be. You know, I just love that you run into those people all the time. You know, so many people, when we ask that question, say the Mm -hmm. exact same thing, Mm -hmm. the exact same thing. The small town feel Mm -hmm. everywhere you go, you run into somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, the, the bar cheers, you know, and yeah, I know, right? That's right. I, I felt like I was just singing that song for a second. I know, right? Um, I just say tears, and everybody knows your exactly. Name. Everybody knows your name. That's right. Um, That's right. Uh, the other thing that I just wanted to add um, on the question of uh, what do you love most about Hoboken? Like, I wanted to just do a little plug here because I love Hoboken because I met my husband here. Oh, yes. There you go. 
at the whiskey bar. No way. Yes, I did. Whiskey <laughs> bar back in the day. Oh, back in it the day. It was whiskey bar. It's now oh. Mills Tavern. Oh. Yes. I was going to say downtown. Yeah. And I think it's super cool that my kids can walk past Mills Tavern and mm-hmm. say, that's where mom and dad met. Oh, that's, that's right. So awesome. That's you right. Know? That's so I'm funny. So I love that. Oh. That's adorable. So, so, love <laughs> you, Brian. Oh. <laughs> well, we have to ask. Now we have to start asking, like, you know, how you like, how you met your husband yeah. or yeah. how you met your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Emily already shared. So you met your husband yes. in, in at DC. Boston College. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Very so. nice. And then you lived in D.C. for a little while. I did. When I started my career um, with the, the U.S. Department of Health. Yes, yeah. exactly. I started in D.C. And then I was actually able to start working remotely from up here because we have a regional office in Manhattan. Okay. Um, so I actually started remote working long before COVID came Whoa. into place. Um, yeah. And it actually worked out really well because it's kind of become our work environment um, I would say is predominantly remote workers and so it actually works out very well I've already kind of got a a hang of how that all works getting set up to uh, work from home (laughs) that's awesome that's so great I mean it's interesting because you're like the second person to talk about remote work before Mm -hmm. like the pan the pandemic Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's it's definitely interesting I mean like even though you did some remote work before the pandemic. I don't think anybody was like prepared to right. be full, fully remote. Totally. Um, but it does, I feel like some people have like, do you have any tips for mm-hmm. people that are working remote now? A, a lot of us like full, full time. Yeah. Noise canceling yeah. headphones. <laughs> That's my favorite thing, honest to goodness, because, you know, we're all in um, tight quarters with each other, whether it's the dog outside barking, whether it's the kid outside your door. Um, you know, you can close your door, but the noise canceling headphones are game changers for me. Oh, okay. um, you know, and it's part of what actually makes, I think, being a working parent work well is that, you know, being able to work from home, if I can save that two hours of commute time, that means I have time to like throw a load of laundry in, pop yeah. over to the grocery store, yeah, you know, I get to pick remote. up my kids occasionally and you know like it's you just see such a more nice of your family you do i feel like you like, really that's do the thing that i love about yeah. remote it's one great. of the moms was saying like now home is a place that's whereas right. before like you're just kind of like passing through. yeah I mean, that's like right. living in hoboken we're like working in the city or wherever we're working it was like a pass-through and like your yes. kids were never home yeah and then all of a sudden everyone was home yes. and i feel like people are still you know that you're still tied more it means it means a little yeah. bit more which i think is a wonderful out- outcome you know your, your tip on noise canceling headphones <laughs> i love um <laughs> i i've i've done that and i agree and also i would i would plus that up with some spa music if you oh, can nice. when you're not on meetings yes. like you know working 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 but yeah. listening to the spa music yeah. very zen find a yes. zen place very yes. zen very zen <laughs> find your settle yourself ground, ground yourself while you're in all of those uh zoom calls yes. that's right that's right it's so true all right so we'll have to i'll definitely have to try i didn't do headphones because i for me like i want to be able to hear actually what's going on oh, in my yeah. house because I don't know. I, I always have a fear that, like, I don't know, like, I'm going to miss something, like, mm-hmm. if I have that on, but I'm definitely going to have I'm sure them. if you're missing something, one of the kids will come get you and be like, <laughs> yeah. hey, mom, how come you're not answering me well, for, like, 20 wanna, minutes? Yeah, I want to avoid them coming into my picture frame. <laughs> yeah, from, like, screaming yes. from their room, like, yeah. mom, mom, right? Yeah. It's like, could you come find me? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, forget it. Forget <laughs> Like, and your children are younger, so, mm-hmm. like, you would expect that. Oh, oh my yes. Children, our children are older. So they still, <laughs> and they still do it. Yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't stop. It definitely doesn't stop. Okay. So then what is the one thing that you love most about Hoboken? 
I would say how special. I mean, Hoboken, I, I'm sure other people feel this way about their towns too, but Hoboken is just so special in my mind. We totally punch above our weight on everything. I think yeah. that people look to Hoboken as a community that leads New Jersey. And it's whether that's, you know, policies about like, you know, banning plastic bags, which we started, or if it was during COVID closing restaurants and bars for fear of public health, we did that first. You know, Hoboken just, I think, is very progressive about thinking about issues that are important. Um, but it's also just this incredible like coming together like this melting pot of like you know the Italian history the German history mm -hmm. like there's all these incredible different you know stories that come from Hoboken that are just really inspiring about why it's such a distinctly special place yeah. um and it's you know you walk around and whether it's you know the home of Sinatra or if it's the fact that it's like baseball's first game like yeah it's just incredible that we like get to live here, you know, and then yeah. you walk up to the waterfront and then you see like the landscape of this beautiful Manhattan across the way. Like, wow, we get yeah. to live here. This yeah. is really cool. Yeah. No, it's really, oh, <laughs> true. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. It's, it's so, so beautiful. It's best view. I yeah. mean, we definitely mm -hmm. have that yeah. special we view. Have a, we mm -hmm. definitely have a great, a great view of, of Manhattan. And, mm -hmm. and it's true. Like, I think that, you know, one thing that is, is important is how progressive and how, you know, Hoboken is, you know, tried like the change that's mm -hmm. been made like over over mm -hmm. the years here. I think it, like you were saying, like it's very progressive. We're like the front runner. There's a lot of people of, you know, yeah. various like cultural, it's very, you know, diverse, which I think yeah. like those diverse voices, you know, from like old school Hoboken and like new Hoboken, mm -hmm. um, all coming together, which I think is such a wonderful thing that's as right. well. You just gave me an idea for like the Hoboken Historical Museum. I'm hoping mm -hmm. that they are listening. <laughs> um, Bob Foster, I hope you listen. I know. Um, I want to just, I thought, wow, and, and maybe they already do it and maybe I just don't know, but like they could do like storytelling about some of that great history and have evening chats, right? Oh, evening chat would be like fun. almost like, you know, fireside chat panel type mm -hmm. thing where, you know, the community can come together and, and, you know, for a small donation to the museum type mm -hmm. thing, entry fee. And you can just listen to whoever the historian is talk about a certain topic. That's right. Yeah. Maybe it's like spooky Halloween stories that originated yeah. from Hoboken mm -hmm. yeah. or. Mm -hmm. Like historical information about the riverfront and yeah. you know what used yeah. to be there back in the day. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think that could be fun. That, that sounds great. really awesome. I think they have a like written like if you go to the museum, there's a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. There's like a lot of information you can kind of see there. Um, but that sounds in that sounds really interesting. When my girls were younger, they did a summer camp um, at the museum oh, nice. and they do take them like down to the waterfront. They oh, have them oh, like so nice. take a look and like, you know, find things that they can see that are like different, but like relevant to Hoboken. They took them to Sybil's cave. Like they nice. take them to all of the like specific places, Sinatra's house mm -hmm. um, and, and tell a story, but maybe it might be really interesting. Like I it could yeah. just be a weekly yeah. thing or a bi-weekly or a monthly, yeah. like mm -hmm. where they have yeah. something that Absolutely. the community can, I mean, yeah. and it helps support the museum too. Yeah, yeah. no, nice. totally. Yeah. I, and I think that that's the thing that's so important. I'm, I'm getting Absolutely. on it. I'm going to yes. talk to Bob. You're talking to Bob. <laughs> yes. Bob, there you go. Hoboken also feel, I should have said this too, I was thinking, Hoboken also has this very like European feel to it sometimes to me. And, you know, just from traveling, you know, I always had such an amazing experience. And I remember um, when my older daughter started in pre-K, 
we got there and I started speaking to all the parents and I was shocked to find that of the 15 kids in this pre-K class, only three of them were born in the United States. Oh, wow. Because there were children who were born in China, Israel, Puerto Rico, like different European countries. And I was just blown away. So we had kids. There was one student who only spoke Mandarin. There were a couple of students who were Spanish speaking. Like, and I thought to myself, this is incredible. What an amazing community that like these different families have settled literally internationally into Hoboken. Like that was just such a cool moment of realization. And I always think about that because those are the experiences that my kids now take with them to have this appreciation for all of these different cultures from, um, you know, just because people want to settle here and raise their families here too. And you know, Emily, once your kids get a little bit older, what Mm -hmm. I think you'll find too is that your kids are going to absolutely love the fact that they have all these restaurants. Mm -hmm. They walk all over town and they'll love that too. And they go with their friends and they're not just going to Panera like you would expect, but they're going to like Sousafit or like, let's go to Elysian for dinner. And then I'm like, are you using my credit card? Like, did she get well, my like, number? I'm not really sure. That's like, right. The yeah. sushi's the one I'm when worried about. When That's you start cheap. seeing that, them going to Sushi Lounge or Asian, yeah. yeah, you're, you're like, in trouble. Oh, okay. no. You know, you're in trouble. But it's all good. Yeah, my yeah. kids love. I mean, like, and I think that that is something that is wonderful about Hoboken and, like, mm-hmm. the diversity, but also the diversity of, like, you know, the food you can get. And then also, too, just your proximity to the city. Like, I love yeah. going to, like, Ethiopian restaurants. Mm. Absolutely. City, like, you know, and, and... Or a Broadway show. Yeah, mm-hmm. or a Broadway show. I mean, there's so many things to do mm-hmm. in the city as well. But in Hoboken, I would say, like, because, you know, they grew up here and you have you have access to all different types mm-hmm. of cuisine, um, it really broadens, you know, really broadens their Absolutely. palate. And then also having friends who are from different places or maybe their mm-hmm. parents are from different places. I think it that's so, so important. We talked a little bit about like Hoboken. We're gonna like we're gonna have to brand it like New Jersey's melting pot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and home of so many awards, like the most amazing brownie and chocolate chip cookie oh, in Hoboken right. with gosh, Bacon yeah. Mama, that's who we right. had on the yeah. show. Oh that my gosh, her cookies are so oh, good. So and her good. banana pudding. If you've never had it, I've oh, never oh, had the banana pudding. It's so good. love banana pudding. Yeah, I'm gonna have so to get that. Things. That's oh, my, my favorite. My, from her. I'm like the ube. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Yeah, the ube cookies. Oh my gosh, the chocolate chip one. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. at, like black rail, I mm-hmm. was like so soft and moist and just okay. We can <laughs> we could have a whole food talk. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> hey, remarkable mommies! Thanks so much for listening. You are remarkable. Stay tuned for part two, not to be missed. Wishing you the best of this beautiful life.